Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today I'll be talking about the seven characteristics of doing versus being. We give meditation a lot of lip service and we talk about it here. I know that people are working on it and sometimes it's not about working on it but just doing it. And so I'm hoping that today when we talk about the differences in the characteristics of doing versus being, that you will begin to understand the mindfulness piece here. And mindfulness is learned through our meditation. We live mindfully, yes. We do a lot of our daily actions and live our lives mindfully, yes. And the way that we learn how to do that so that it can become a part of our life is generally through the practice of meditation, one of the many, many, many different ways. And so I I just wanted to be sure that anybody who's got uh, doubts about what meditation can do for you and how it can change your brain, there is so much on the internet about that. And studies are all over the place now as mindfulness and meditation have become extremely popular. So there is more attention and definitely a lot of media attention. So you can find that very easily. I will put a link to a TED Talk that I uh, am familiar with. It's called um, How Meditation Can Reshape Our Brains, and that's by Sarah Lazar, and I'll put that in the show notes. It's an old one, but it's really it's really a good, in, good one to uh, watch. And I also have a little quote here that I want to give you from Jonathan Haidt. He uh, is a leading scientist in, uh, and has been studying meditation. He says, that meditation is pretty darn close to the magic pill. Here's what he goes on to say. Suppose you read about a pill that you could take once a day to reduce anxiety and increase your contentment. Would you take it? Suppose further that the pill has a great variety of side effects, all of them good, increased self-esteem, empathy, and trust. It even improves memory. Suppose, finally, that the pill is all natural and it costs nothing. Now would you take it? The pill exists, he says. It's called meditation. So, like I said, one of the things that meditation does is it helps us learn to become mindful. It teaches us in a controlled setting, on purpose, 
in the present, to be in the present moment. And then we can take that out and it becomes our new default. But the place to practice that is in meditation. So let's talk about the seven characteristics of doing versus being these modes, these different ways of being in our mind. The first one I have is automatic pilot versus conscious choice. So automatic pilot We all understand that we do it all the time and it's a good habit. It's, we need it for things like brushing our teeth and tying our shoes. And we don't want to live a life where we have to think through each step to be able to do these things. It's fine to be on automatic pilot, to be able to be, um, smooth in some of these very rote things that go on in our daily life. It does become a problem when we engage in behaviors that don't serve us. Then we want to shift to conscious choice. We want to shift out of automatic pilot to conscious choice when we are seeing that we are engaging in behaviors that don't serve us. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Becoming aware of being on automatic pilot is the very first step to make a new and conscious choice. Now, anxious thinking is often habitual thinking. We are on automatic pilot with a stream of thought. And it's a negative stream of thought and it is very destructive. And so this is where we need to move out of automatic pilot into conscious choice, taking control over our thinking. And the first step in that is by becoming aware that you may be on automatic pilot. The second characteristic I have is analyzing versus sensing. So thinking, 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 that's what we do. It's what the mind does. And it goes on all day, all day, every day. We live in our heads. And mindfulness brings us back to our senses. It brings us out of our thinking, out of our head, 
to our senses so we can more consistently and directly experience the world. So what does that mean to more directly experience the world? Am I not doing that with my thinking? Sometimes no, because the thinking, you can be in the world and not even knowing anything of what's going on around you. You've done this. I know you've done this driving. We've all done it. You actually get somewhere and you don't remember the route, the stop signs, the lights. It's amazing how easy it is to get into that. So I want you to understand that that's part of that automatic pilot thing, right? It's That's a place where we don't want to be on automatic pilot. We want to, and the way that we can get out of that is by getting more into our senses, experiencing the world directly, and experiencing the world through our bodies, through the senses, the five senses. It, It brings us so much more information in our thinking and analyzing. We are only in our head. We are not directly experiencing the world. And when we start using our senses, we get more information, we can tap into our intuition, we feel much more joy and happiness. All of that is available to us when we drop down out of our head and the analyzing and drop down back into our senses and just experience, experience the world that is right there in front of you. The third one I want to talk about is striving versus accepting. When we get stuck in the doing mode, that that mode of constantly analyzing of where we are at in relation to where it is that we would like to be, right? So that's kind of striving. We do this obsessively and there's a tendency there for perfectionism. And there's also a failure to appreciate the awesomeness of our very current reality. When we are in a place where we are striving to be somewhere that we're not, we're missing what's happening right now. This is always bringing us back to the now, bringing us back to the now, accepting what is right in front of us. The being mode is all about that accepting and treasuring life just as it is. That's that loving what is, accepting what is, instead of striving to be somewhere other than here, wanting something other than what is. That's where suffering comes in. And we talk about this a lot. I know you may, if you've been hanging around here very long, you know you've heard me say these things before, and I try to say them in different ways so that we can begin to really drop out of our heads, drop into the moment, drop into your senses. And I know we talk about it a lot. And the meditation is the practice to bring that acceptance into your life. Because when we are sitting in meditation, we sit there for whatever time we have set aside, one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour, a day, a week long, wherever you're at, you can begin to practice accepting each moment 
of your life as it is. And when we can do that again and again in our practice, it becomes our new default out in our life. And we stop striving and we are more accepting. Now, by stopping striving, I'm not talking about not having goals. I don't want you to go to the extreme on this. What I mean by striving is not wanting what is. That's suffering when you don't want what is. So we can still set up to move forward, to make changes, to have different things, go different places, but we don't suffer with because we are resisting what is. And you know this with anxiety. This is what you feel. It is the resistance of what is that is causing your suffering. The next one I have here is seeing thoughts as solid and real versus treating them as mental events. It's easy to think that our thoughts are real. They are not. Thoughts are just thoughts. Mental events flitting through our mind. That's all they are. Just seeing this fact can give you the freedom to step outside of that waterfall and observe the with a deeper level of freedom and equanimity and choice. So if thoughts were a waterfall and you're standing underneath it, you have a choice to step aside and just watch. Can watch those thoughts. They are not you and they are not real. Seeing thoughts, being able to see thoughts as mental events in our busy daily lives is difficult. And that's why we stop every day to practice and step outside the waterfall and observe these thoughts. And that's again what we do in our meditation. The fifth one that I have here is avoidance versus approaching. This one, if you are working with me or you are taking these podcasts to heart and doing the work, you will know that this one is a very big part of your exit strategy. Your exit strategy on anxiety panic is looking at avoidance versus approaching. The doing mode wants to create a perfect little bubble of awesomeness and avoid anything that doesn't fit its version of perfection. And we all have a different version of that, right? The being mode invites us to approach the very things that we'd rather avoid. This is our facing and accepting. We are going to turn toward these thoughts and feelings that are frightening to us, that we avoid like the plague, that we have fear of. We are going to turn toward them. Surprisingly, this compassionate approach gradually begins to dissipate the power of the negative feelings. The ability to approach that which we tend to want to avoid is a hallmark of well-being. When we can be with that which is uncomfortable, when we can approach versus avoid, we are on the road to well-being. Again, mindfulness helps us to cultivate this skill. In a clear week's terms, we call this facing. We're not going to run from it. We feel it coming. 
The thoughts are telling us scary things, but we're going to face. We are going to approach. The sixth one I have here on the list is mental time travel versus remaining in the present moment. Thinking about the past and planning for the future are, as we all know, it's essential to our our living. This is what we have to do to to be in the world. We all have things. We, we have to pay attention to the time. We have trains to catch or meetings to attend, children to pick up from school. So we do pay attention to it. But thinking about the past and planning for the future beyond being essential for living can cause us distress. They are, those ideas are strongly biased by whatever mood we're in, and it's easy to get carried away by the mental time travel. And we all know this. We've all taken those trips in our mind, and we're off and running. And mindfulness, the being mode, allows us to see that, see actually that we are thinking about the past or planning for the future. It's being aware of that versus going off on this time travel. We're aware that we're planning or we're aware that we're reviewing a a past event. This awareness is what diffuses any regret or anxiety that the unconscious time travel can create. Remaining in the present moment is fully understood in meditation practice as we see how often we must return to the present moment yet again. If we are following our breath as our practice, it's amazing how many times we find ourselves having to come back to the breath, often not knowing how long we were gone in time travel and following a thought. But the less that we just follow them unconsciously, the less chance we have of following them straight down the wormhole. And the seventh and final one I have for you is depleting versus nourishing activities. We all do some things that deplete us and and the things that are other than nourishing. It's, you know, everything in life is not perfect and we do not have to be striving for, for perfection. But we do want to ask ourselves, are we aware of these things that are, might be depleting us? And are we consciously choosing what to do and when? The doing mode just goes on and on and on. And it is often very depleting. It can be exhausting. And there is rarely time for pausing to ensure that we're taking care of ourselves. We are just going because it's what we do. and We haven't paid much attention to what we actually really need. The being mode allows us to identify the activities that nourish us and to take time for the goodness that those activities are. So we want to take time to be able to identify when we are in a a place of mindfulness, when we are being aware. We want to check in and see what self-care activities are great for us, what helps us feel nourished and revived. And we don't want to run from them. Be sure that you have some time to identify some self-care activities, things that are nourishing, instead of just running on 
empty when we are stuck in either time travel or just following thoughts down the wormhole that is totally depleting. So take some time, use some time in awareness and use your time after meditation to just let it all integrate and to feel it, feel the nourishment of having just those little bits of time for yourself and give yourself more of what is nourishing and see why you might be going toward the things that are depleting. We want to give ourselves more inner resources to improve the quality of our lives. And I hope that these seven characteristics of doing versus being will help you to do that. And now for today's quote. Prayers are tools, not for doing or getting, but for being and becoming. And that's from Eugene H. Peterson. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.